I want to talk about truth and lies. Uh, there's a lot of lies going around, you know, uh, today, and it's really, really crazy. And it's important because the Bible tells us, Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, amen? That's in John chapter 8. In John 17, in Jesus' high priestly prayer before his crucifixion, he said to the Father in his prayer, thy word is truth, amen? amen? And praise God, in a dark world that we live in, it's awesome to know that we can have truth, amen? Because there's so many lies being spewed around. And uh, I want to be very careful because we have to be very, very careful as to what we say something is, even when we look at it prophetically. We have to be very, very careful uh, because we could also get caught in our own. And uh, sometimes these aren't lies that are outright. People just misinterpret something that's taking place in the world. And they say, ah, this is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And then they get other people believing it and it can lead people astray. So I'd be careful in that way too. But I want to talk about a lot of the popular lies and then say also what you need to be careful about and also uh, things that should definitely concern us. In Romans chapter 1, it talks about the atheist who suppresses the knowledge of the truth that's in his heart when he sees the witness of creation and the fact that God has given him a conscious awareness that there is a creator by God's witness in the creative order and by God giving that human being consciousness and a more than a modicum of logic and ability to understand that if there's incredible uh, design, there needs to be an incredible designer. And that man suppresses the knowledge of the truth and professing himself to be wise, the Bible says he becomes a fool and he believes a lie and worships the creature and not the creator. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it talks about those who will refuse to love the, receive the love of the truth and they'll be given over to a strong delusion. They'll believe the lie. They'll believe the Antichrist is God. So it's imperative that we accept the light that God gives us because if we reject the light that God gives us, we'll be given over to greater and greater darkness. Jesus said, he that's faithful in little will be faithful in much and he that's unfaithful in little will be unfaithful in much. So it's imperative that you and I, all of us, that we love truth, amen? And there's some whoppers out there right now in the name of science. People always say, follow the science. Well, the Bible warns about science, which is science falsely so-called at the end of 1 Timothy chapter 6. That's the King James translation. The word science there is uh, probably not how we understand science properly. It's the word gnosis. It means knowledge. Uh, King James translates it science there. But the word science means knowledge, right? And it's supposed to be based on empirical knowledge, things that are testable. Yet we have all kinds of things that are going off and being cast and portrayed as though they are science today that are whoppers that have no basis in science. Uh, I've just written a few of these down, which I think are popular lies uh, in, in science. And, you know, uh, that, that, a, that a baby really isn't a baby. That's a big one, right? Now, if you accidentally, well, you read a red light, negligence, right? Which is, you know, not first degree murder, but you, you kill a woman and she's pregnant with a baby. That's a double homicide. Do you know that? Because deep down, everybody knows that's a baby. Until you don't want it to be a baby, you know? Then it's not a baby anymore because you can define it out of existence and you can pretend you're being scientific all of a sudden because guess what? Modern man wants to value human desire and lust and power even over the most innocent uh, and value lies above truth for the sake of do what thou wilt. That's a, that's a huge lie that's going on right now. Another one that's really big, that's obviously a lie too and not scientific at all, is that there are all kinds of different genders. There's male and female, but there's all sorts. There could be more than 100 different genders. And the emperor has no clothes, and we know it. And we all know that's a lie, okay? Uh, right now, there's a guy that's beating all these women and swimming. I've even seen the headlines. He's a guy, but he's pretending to be a woman. He's whooping all these women in swim meets. He finally got beat by another guy pretending to be a woman, okay? And I just saw the headline a couple. I didn't click it, man. It just disgusts me. It's sad. I'm like, my heart breaks for the women that are being sold this lie. It's like... But it's not just ruining women's sports, man. It's ruining the fabric of society. 
which is even more costly. That's a big lie that's going around. And that goes back to do what thou wilt again. Abortion is based on wanting to be able to kill babies so you don't have to hassle being responsible to pay for them or to crowd your space, even though typically it's a result of you choosing to have sex. You know? Very rarely is it rape. In that instance, it's still a baby. And you don't kill the, pers- the, the victim. The child's a victim too. You don't kill them based on the, the father's crime. Amen? So that's based on do what thou wilt. And wanting to be your, a separate gender than what you've been created, that's based on the lie of do what thou wilt. And then, of course, to me, one of the biggest lies of all, and these, I call these the three big ones, you know. A baby's not a baby. A male is not a male. A female is not a female. It's the second one. And the third one is everything was created by nothing. Okay? Try to, try to work that out in the laboratory. Okay? You'll be waiting around for, well, eternity, obviously, because... The very essence of nothingness and definition is that which is without any kind of property, especially a creative property, right? So you can't get everything out of nothing. These are, these are big lies that are going around. But uh, there's been a lot of other lies that have just dominated in the last few years that I think are uh, quite alarming uh, outside of just, you know, science. Uh, how about the lie that we went through for the uh, couple years, first couple years or so? even longer, it's lingered on even to this day that, that, uh, that the Trump administration had been working heavily with the Russians to get Trump elected. We all, I mean, that was like ad nauseum, you know, it's just like, and that ended up being a lie, you know, after they had the, the FBI went after him and everything, there was not, you know, uh, one person arrested for colluding with the Russians in cahoots with Trump and his administration who and proving that they were in the know and this was going on. And we all watched through that, and that was like, what a waste of, of time for the human race, you know? Because, and that had to do with people wanting power, you know? Uh, I wasn't the biggest Trump fan, you knew that. I didn't like the fact that, you know, he was, you know, had some problems. His political views compared to Biden's, no comparison though, you know? And if Hillary and him run coming up, oh Lord, you know, I think it's a slam dunk. Uh, and so I, uh, you know, Trump actually was trying to do what I thought was probably a lot of good things for the country. I didn't vote for him, but I understood exactly why people did, because I'd much rather myself have Trump than, well, now we got, you know, this sleepy kind of guy, you know, <laughs> it's just, and it's like, is this for real? Are we really watching the most powerful man on the planet call Kamala Harris for the second time in a row, the president of the United States? That happened just two days ago, I think. And it's like, is this a joke? Is, is he, are they trying to make him look inept so we feel sorry for him? We don't realize how this country is just being radically sabotaged before our eyes? Uh, there's a lot of liars in politics. Pompeo, okay, he was one of the right-hand men of, of Trump, said, I was a CIA director. I was the CIA director. We lied. We cheated. We stole. Hey, I'm nonpartisan, man. I'm about Jesus, man. He was a Republican, you know professing Christian, one of the smartest guys in the world, but he's saying, hey, and what are they lying about? CIA director John Brennan, who's a liberal, right? Lies and lies and lies and lies. Uh, he said they were, they were not having illegal uh, communications of the Senate staff. Then it came out later that, guess what? He lied through his teeth to Congress. New York Times, liberal newspaper, inquiry by CIA firms, it spied on Senate panel. CNN Politics, another liberal uh, news source. CIA, CIA apologizes for spying on Senate committee. Do you think they're all like, I can't believe we did that. We'll never do it again. No. Okay, guys. Yeah, they got caught. That wasn't godly repentance. The former director of national intelligence, right? James Clapper lied to the American people and he lied to Congress on the American citizens claiming that they didn't have all kinds of mass data on all kinds of us. Well, then it came out later that that was a huge lie that they've been collecting mass data on many of us, if not all of us or most of us, for some time now. The World Health Organization repeated China's communist, the Chinese Communist Party lie over and over again. First, they were saying, along with the Communist Chinese Party, that the, the virus, COVID-19, that came out of Wuhan was not transmissible. 
even when they were dealing, China was trying to hide a lot of bodies. And the Taiwanese were seeing people drop like flies and say, no, it is. And they just continued that lie. That's a WHO. They've lied over and over again. And if you follow the history of the leader, the, the WHO or WHO, you'll see that he's been in the Chinese pockets for a long time. In fact, they helped bring him into his position. The CDC, uh, well, they told us that the vaccination, you get the vaccination and you won't get coronavirus, you won't get COVID-19. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said at a White House COVID-19 briefing, quote, the science, the science, they use that as a magic word, it's a hammer, okay? It's supposed to mean whatever we say after this is truth. The science demonstrates that if you're fully vaccinated, you are protected, okay? It's the people who are not fully vaccinated in those settings who might not be wearing a mask who are not protected. She went on to say a little further, based on the science that it's safe, you get the vaccination and, and you're gonna be, you know, well, the vaccination hasn't proven totally safe, okay? Uh, the vaccination also has not proven to keep you from getting the disease. In fact, there's some research being done in certain, coming out of certain countries, out of Europe and so forth, that those who have the vaccination are getting this disease more rapidly. Okay, I'm not sure where that's going to end up. And I'm very careful to say that when I'm not sure because you need to be. Because this situation is so fluid, I've, I've been very careful not to say too much on it. You know why? Because every three weeks, every two months, the, 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 the data changes to a degree. And all this, what I say is on tape. Okay, so I'm going to let you know I'm trying to be as careful as possible. And uh, you need to do your own research. I know that the Bible says that teachers will incur a stricter judgment. And because of that, I'm not telling people, you know, get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated and thus saith Joe Schimmel. Who am I? I'm a guy, man. I tell you what the word of God says, okay? And I encourage you to do your own research. And I'm going to answer for people's souls. So I'd hate to tell people, uh, get vaccinated and then them have some kind of reaction to the vaccination and die. That can happen. That's happened to a lot of people. I hate to tell somebody, don't get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They've got comorbidities, they get COVID, and then they die. I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. And so far, by the grace of God, I have a track record of bringing a lot of people to Christ, and I want that to be a track record. I, don't want, I want that to be a track record, how I'm building people up in Christ. But I want to encourage you to do your own research. Absolutely. And be weary of the lies of popular journalists. Be weary of the lies of the popular mainstream media. Mainstream, lamestream media so often, right? Be weary of the lies of politicians. Many people go into politics because they want power. Okay? Remember my son Josiah said, it stuck in my head about eight months ago or so, why would I trust a politician? Usually the people that become politicians are not the kind of folks that you would trust because they want power. Something like that. He probably said it better than what I'm saying, but it was really good, Jojo. That's my son, if you're listening for the first time, so I called him Jojo right there. Uh, anyway, Rachel Maddow, the star of MSNBC. She's being asked for an apology by a lot of their viewers because she came out, we're in a new year, but this was just last year. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to get to more people. And she says it so matter-of-factly. How many people went out and got vaccinated after they heard that? Because she's talking to, I don't know, maybe they have 2,000 people still listening to that station. I don't know. But she's talking to probably a lot more than that, right? And they go out and get vaccinated and think they're not going to get the, the disease. And then all of a sudden they're more careless and they get the disease, right? This is pretty scary, especially if they have comorbidities, underlying conditions. Oh, well, Rachel said the vaccination, if I get that, I won't get it. And I won't give it to my husband who's 80 years old and has diabetes. They go it and they take the vaccination. They go home and their husband's not vaccinated. He's 80 years old and she gets it. And then she gives her husband and he dies. All because Rachel Maddow told her it's fine, it's safe. Those folks' blood that die because of this bad advice are in trouble. 
Now, like I said, the, the information's fluid. And it's hard to trust guys in lab coats these days. It's hard to touch, trust politicians. It's always been hard to trust politicians. It's hard to trust journalists. They often have an agenda. We saw that during the whole collusion thing with the whole Trump, with the collusion with Russia. You could just see it. It's like, wow, man, they were all acting like they had a slam dunk case here. And when the truth started coming out, they wouldn't admit otherwise. And again, you know, I'm not saying that as a big Trump fan, but I'm going to call out a lie when I see a lie. You know, these were, these were lies. So it's interesting. Uh, Bill Gates, who heavily invested in vaccinations, who I have a lot of concerns about. You need to go check out if you haven't. We did a show, a podcast on him and others called The Great Reset, which there's huge concerns that we have because of where all this may be headed. He just recently came out and said the vaccines, we have, we have uh, prevent severe disease and death very well, but they are missing two key things. Gates said to a question about what would make the biggest difference in ending the pandemic. First, they still allow infections, breakthrough infections, new infections for new people. Ah, they have to admit it now because it's just so obvious to everybody because where are all these new cases coming from? Largely from those who are vaccinated. And the duration appears to be limited. In other words, they are, guess what, allowing they're, they're, getting the they're getting the diseases and the duration of the effectiveness of these vaccinations is wearing off quite rapidly. He said, we need vaccines that prevent reinfection and have many years of duration. Well, I thought that's what this was supposed to be about, right? That's, what they, that's the bill of goods they were selling everybody. And if you didn't get this and you didn't believe what the government was saying, you didn't believe the liberal journalists, you're like a leper, you know? You're a Neanderthal walking around. And now it's coming out, guess what? They don't have duration and they're not effective. Now, I have to be honest, because I would love to see people not die of COVID, okay? And the, the science supposedly is saying, although I say supposedly, and hopefully it's true, that, yeah, while you're more likely to get the disease if you get a vaccination, uh, that it, you're less likely to die. Uh, and that a lot more people are dying that are not vaccinated that actually get the disease, Okay, time will bear that out. And I say that because uh, hopefully that's true, you know, but because this thing is fluid, right? And then all of a sudden something pops up again. So I like to cover my bases. The Supreme Court justices, they just had, <laughs> the Supreme Court just heard oral arguments uh, from the Biden, about the Biden administration and their push to impose the vaccination mandates on the private sector, right? To make sure you have to get vaccinated in the private sector, you have to vaccinate your employees and so forth. And that's all been heard in the last week, uh, last week by the Supreme Court. And there, I haven't talked a lot about this because this can get real political real fast. But I just want the truth. So it's like, who's saying what? And I'm gonna deal with some conservative lies too. Okay, and I've already dealt with a little bit of that. But... Uh, Liberal Supreme Court justice. Now, there's only nine Supreme Court justices, right? A few of them are quite liberal. Put Roberts in there. He's pretty liberal uh, as well. He, he kind of passed himself off as conservative. Liberal Supreme Court justice Stephen Beyer. This is just all last week. He lied claiming that the vaccine prevents infection and claiming that hospitals are overwhelmingly, uh, you know, swelling because of COVID patients that are at their death's door showing up. And he said the U.S. reported this is according to Stephen Breyer. 750 million new cases came up the day before in the United States. That's Justice Breyer. 750 new cases of COVID-19 came up, he said, the day before. Now, come on, guys. In the United States. I know you don't have to be probably really good at math to be a Supreme Court justice, but you have to at least do some math. We have about 330 million people on the planet. I'm sorry. We have about 330 million people in the United States. Now, even if you double that number, that brings you to 660 million. And if, you said, and if everyone got COVID that day, you would still be almost, you'd be 90 million, almost 100 million people short. But when you say 750 million new cases of COVID just took place, and there's only three in the United States, and there's only 330 million people here, these are gross exaggerations. Okay, Supreme Court Justice uh, Alina Kagan, she claims that vaccines 
and masks prevent the spread of the disease. Really? Uh, she said that, and this was all last week. She says, we have to get vaccinated, quote, we have to get vaccinated so that you're not transmitting the disease that can kill elderly Medicare patients, that can kill sick Medicare, Medicaid patients. I mean, that seems like a pretty basic infection prevention measure, end quote. I mean, what is she, these, are these folks just constantly watching MSNBC and CNN, you know, and that's where they're getting their news and they're not check, fact-checking any of this stuff? And is she not aware I mean, I'm sure she's not living in a cave that the vaccinations are not preventing these diseases. And it's just, uh, and this one, this one was even worse than, I don't know, I shouldn't say it was worse than Breyer's, but this was a Supreme Court justice, the liberal Sonia Sotomayor. She had a few huge lies. She claimed that COVID deaths as a result of Omicron were at an all-time high. Okay, I see Omicron. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, and then it's part of the Greek alphabet. And if you pronounce Koine Greek, you say Omicron. That's because, you know, Omicron, you know. Now, we don't know how they pronounced it in the first century, but so I call it Omicron. But anyway, uh, she said that more people, that death rates are higher than ever. Is that true with Omicron? No, it's considered relatively mild compared to Delta and the original COVID-19, the other variants. It's considered, now it's, I'm not, I'm not minimizing it because you have a 75, 80% more likelihood of dying with one of the others than Omicron because it doesn't push its way into the lungs as much. But it's, highly, it's far more transmissible. You can get it more easily, but it, but it can still do you in. But it does less, uh, far less people in, maybe 80% less people or so. And so many people have already had it. And then they're claiming the vaccinations are, are helping people not die. And if that's the case, then her, her lie is even bigger, right? And she says, she told this lie too. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition, and many on ventilators. But she said this last week, that there's 100,000 children, you know, that are in this serious, you know, which we've never had before, in serious condition, many on ventilators. Rochelle Walensky, the same gal that said that the vaccination, the vaccination would protect you, you wouldn't get COVID-19, she came out and had to bring a correction or set the record straight that there's, because people were alarmed, right? And uh, there's 5,000 children, she said, that went to the hospital and most uh, many, if not most, were not hospitalized with COVID, but merely tested positive for admission for another ailment. Wow. You guys. But you know what? A lot of times people just hear these lies and they don't hear the fine print later. Because usually CNN, MSNBC, and these guys aren't going to report the fine print because they want the hysteria. And why in the world would the politicians and the, and the journalists want hysteria? Well, journalists make money from you checking out the hysteria, Okay. They also, it's very spiritual, I believe, too, and they want ultimate, uh, they don't know it always, but there is a, uh, their, their faith is in man, humanism, and spiritualism sometime, and government, and they're anti-Christ often, and they're anti-God. I mean, just think what happened recently with CNN, two of their producers, the main producer for, you know, the, uh, the main guy that just got canceled by CNN, we're into, ped we're into pedophilia. One of them having sex with children, paying their mothers through the internet to bring their children to have sex with him. And the other one was caught with, uh, with, with, with child pornography. And you see what happened with Epstein and all that stuff? A lot of, by the way, Bill Gates went on that jet too, Epstein's jet, okay? And he had a relationship with his wife where he could go and hang out with his ex-girlfriend once a year as well. We talked about that before. I have a whole thing we did on Epstein before. Anybody was pretty much reporting Epstein? It was, nobody, was, nobody even knew his name for the most part. I did a whole like a 15, 20 minute video on him, maybe 20 minute video exposing him. So you can even see that. You can look at the date and that was long before he was even arrested or anything, you know. This big, this last uh, big time when everything went down. So we have to be concerned about these lies. Now, Fauci, is he the only honest one out of all of them? No. When you think of Fauci, I'm sorry, I can't think of honesty. I want to believe these guys. I want to believe there's some virtuous people there. But from the very get-go, what was he saying? Don't wear a mask. He goes, they don't work, right? 
Don't be buying up masks. They don't work. That's what he was saying. Then later he admitted he lied. So either when he admitted he lied, he was really lying then, telling the truth earlier, or he lied earlier. But he says, oh, I just didn't want everybody to buy up the, the N95 masks because they work, you know, that they, the medical people need them and I didn't want everybody gobbling them up and our, our healthcare professionals not having protection from this virus. And of course they work, you know, kind of thing. I, I'm not quoting him directly, but that's kind of what he said, right? What are you telling me? You're telling me you're a liar. You're telling me that you lie to millions of people as the chief, you know, medical guy that the country looks to. You lie to millions of people to manipulate people. I can't believe you now. I can't believe anything you Do you wonder why so many people have been so cautious about what's going on with COVID and whether it's the vaccinations would work or not and whether there's altruism behind it or whether there's something sinister behind it? How can you blame people? And I'm quoting lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. Now, it's interesting. Recent summaries of the studies in the Cochrane System Reviews which is a very reputable series, by the way, of medical literature reviews. Uh, one, and they, they do a review on influenza and mask. Uh, and this is a recent, more recent review, just of influenza. There's a low certainty evidence from nine trials, 3,507 participants in these nine trials, that wearing a mask may make little or no difference to the outcome of influenza, like illness, compared to not wearing a mask, right? And that there are, is moderate, and I'm not going to quote on the numbers. I'm skipping the numbers. There is moderate certainty evidence that wearing a mask probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of laboratory-confirmed influenza compared to not wearing a mask. And it's these type of studies that Fauci was probably first thinking of when he said this, which I think is interesting. Now, specifically regarding COVID, uh, an article states, what about COVID specifically, which goes through this Cochrane uh, deal on the flu. Uh, so there have been two major randomized controlled trials of mask effectiveness in slowing infections. A trial in Denmark involving surgical grade masks found no statistically significant, this is surgical grade mask, found no statistically significant difference between the treatment and control groups after the treatment group increased mask wearing. A second, a Bangladesh uh, study found no such difference between the treatment and control groups for cloth mask, but for surgical grade mask, it did find for surgical grade mask, it did find a statistically significant but disappointingly small decrease of about 12% in infection rates. Now, if that's true, 12%, it is small, but that gives somebody a chance. I've never been one to say, "Oh, don't wear a mask at all," you know. Mask could also cause more harm than good, too, for some people, too, right? So I let it teach person, you seek the Lord and you desire to do what you want, you know? And you know, I know if I'm outside and I'm talking to a couple older folks I run into and they're wearing masks and I say, I'm outside, I'm not going to affect them at all, not having a mask on. I'm outside, the, the breeze is blowing, I'm downwind from them, you know, it's not going to affect them. I'll still wear a mask if I feel like if I feel like I'm not going to cause them to freak out because they're old folks thinking that I'm spreading the disease to them. I might do that, okay? If you see me outside with a mask, it's going to be very, very rare though. But in some kind of setting, I might say, hey, this person, but I also might tell them, hey, you know, I'm not, and then when I start debating them about masks and whether they work or not, if they have masks on and I'm wearing that and then explain, no, I'll probably tell them about Jesus because that matters a lot more to me. And what I see people doing is Satan's getting people talking about masks and all these things. That's why you're like, you're talking about right now. Yeah, I have to address it once in a while. But how much have I talked about this? As a pastor, I need to address it, okay? And I'm giving you my personal convictions. Now, everybody here has different convictions to a degree. Can we agree on that probably? So let's all listen to each other's convictions and bring them to the Lord in prayer and somebody can correct our data or update our data. That's great, amen? Because we're not, so you, you, no one's going to agree with you fully probably, you know, but I think it's important that we all do our own research on this, but we don't lose focus on the fact that at the end of the day, we better still be talking about Jesus more than we're talking about COVID-19. Because I think a lot of times conservatives are talking more about COVID-19 than liberals, you know, and they've got as much hysteria over it as the liberals do, just in a different way. So we have to be very, very careful. And what I'm saying is let's live fearlessly for Jesus. I almost died of COVID. So I'm not saying it's not deadly. I'm not saying it's a hoax. It's very real. Okay. I got put in my rear end in the hospital. 
Now, I had a heart that was going for six months, like full-blown, and didn't know it, and then I got COVID on top of that when my heart was only at 34%. So, boom, it put me in, in my, and, um, and praise the Lord. I lived through that. And praise the Lord by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. My heart's normal again because they found out that they, I got an ablation and the beat's normal again, and they said it's strong and everything's good by the grace of God. But guess what? A week from now, it may not be, Right? And the Omicron might take me out. But praise God, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Amen? So we just live for Jesus. If you're living for Jesus, you don't have to fear. However, that doesn't mean we stick our heads in the ground and we don't watch out what the government's doing and the media's doing and how they're steering people with mass hysteria. Amen? Because they're freaking everybody out with lies, often with lies. You know, with regard to the children... A lot of children die every year from the flu. You know how many children have died from COVID-19? Is it really enough to, you know, shut down the entire school system with kids now committing suicide and all kinds of other problems that have arisen? Drugs and, you know, all this stuff. You know, it's interesting too because now there have, on the other hand, there have been highly publicized natural experiment studies with observational analysis. And people say, oh, these show that the masks do work. But they're not these highly looked at studies where, you know, the random studies and so forth. And there's also a lot of variables I don't have time to get into. Because when you do those kinds of things, and it's, you're kind of looking at a lot of people in the population, but how do you know what else they're doing? Because if you have a lot of people that they're in a place where they're strong, where, yeah, let's, in their liberal city where they, yeah, let's wear, let's wear a mask and everything else, they're all probably really paranoid about distancing and washing out and everything else. And they're probably doing some things that are good that are going to keep them from getting the disease where you wouldn't really know how, how good the mask was for them or whether it was working or not. That's why you have to look at the other studies, I believe, more so. Now, there's studies that, uh, and, and, you know, and I'm not, if, if you're wearing a mask and you're concerned and so forth, you know, I'm not saying it, it won't work on some level, some percent, because sometimes there's a marginal study will show a marginal, you know, maybe 2%, you know, hey, that 2% might save your life, might not. But don't act like it's 100%. Everybody that doesn't have a mask is spreading the disease. Because, you know, your mask is like a, uh, oftentimes, now the N95 masks tend to work a bit better, but they don't give you 100% protection either. either. One study shows they can help about 60%, but most people won't even wear the N95 mask because it's hard to wear throughout the day, you know. But I'll give you a chance. But I'll tell you why. I think it's, it's, it's evil to make it look like the mask work and when, when they don't work as effectively as they do. You know what's evil? Because again, you're just like the vaccinations. When you act like they're, they're, they'll keep you from getting COVID and you're killing people because people think that they're invincible now and then they go into places they wouldn't normally go and then they die because they have comorbidity factors. Well, guess what? When you tell grandma, well, if you wear a mask, grandma, Dr. Fauci said, yes, they do work, you know. So-and-so said they work. So-and-so said they work. You know, CDC said they work. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Grandma goes around people in a restaurant and stuff, and she wouldn't normally go around because she has diabetes and she's 78 years old. And then all of a sudden, she contracts COVID. But she was told the mask would, the mask work. Then she goes home and dies. How many tens of thousands of people possibly have died because of that? Because of misinformation on saying the mask is so great. Is anything I'm saying making sense today, tonight? It must maybe, to me, it makes too much sense, but then again, I'm biased because I'm me and I'm the one saying it, you know? So uh, you got to test everything. And by the way, I don't want to also presume that just if you have comorbidities, you're in danger because there's people, you know, we baptized a, a sweet sister and she was in tears at her baptism because her grandmother was somebody that she felt, you know, had inspired her faith and and her grandmother was in her 50s and she died of COVID and she was tearing up talking about it and her grandma had no underlying, you know, illnesses that they knew of. And it just broke my heart. And a lot of you know Paul Hatley, you know, he moved to Tennessee, but he still would text me every week or two, sometimes two or three times in a week, you know. And Paul Hatley had no comorbidities, no underlying illnesses that they know of. And he's about my age or maybe a little younger. And yeah, probably about five, 10 years younger, so I don't know got COVID and he died. Okay, so let's not act like it's not a big deal because sometimes I hear conservatives acting like COVID's not a big deal. It can still kill you. And you don't have to have underlying illnesses. And as Christians, we're supposed to walk in love toward others, amen? We're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we want to protect ourselves from getting 
a disease if we could take proper action, right? So shouldn't we take proper action towards others if we might have that disease and not spread it to someone who might die? Amen? Or should we, you know, say, yeah, I got COVID, you know, but hey, you know what? I need to fly over here anyway. Like that lady who was on the plane and she, she was caught texting. Oh, I just found out I had COVID, so I'm coming home. And she's on a plane infecting other people, you know? It's like, that's messed up. You know, so we, as Christians, we should be going, if anyone goes the extra mile, it should be us. So I really have a trouble with Christians who can be calloused about it, act like it's no big deal. And if they had COVID, wouldn't even care about infecting other people. A lot of professing Christians sound like that, that they can care less about people's lives. Or, well, they all had comorbidities, so they were going to die anyway. No, they weren't. A lot of people that have comorbidities aren't dying until they get COVID. Then they die because the COVID pushes them over. And I hear Christians talk callously sometimes about, well, yeah, they had comorbidities. Of course they died. Well, they died still. <laughs> now, they may have died or with just a flu. Who knows? But COVID's pretty nasty, okay? And that was what pushed them over into the death zone. So I'm sorry. What I'm saying is probably not going to be real popular because I see truth on both sides. I just happen to see the, the, the big lies that are scary from a prophetic standpoint on the liberal side. I see Christians and many conservatives, not just Christians, many conservatives, right? And not just conservatives, libertarians and others concerned because they're seeing the government lie through their teeth over and over again, and it's hard to know who to believe. So I understand why there's a lot of confusion. And that's why I say, you need to go right back to the Word of God. Are you right with Jesus, man? Your life here is temporal anyway, amen? You need to make sure you're right with the Lord, and that's one thing that, that, that this should remind you of, that, that there is a disease and the Bible describes it as a choice a disease. You know, the Bible describes it as a disease in Isaiah chapter 1 from head to toe called sin. And it has a 100% mortality rate. Everybody dies of sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wage of sin is death. Now, it's just come out recently with Fauci again that his, you know, NI or NAIAD, right, the organization that he heads up, you know, is the most powerful medical guy on the planet regarding COVID that they worked, you know, in cahoots with, well, there was a letter from Francis Collins. Francis Collins was, you know, the chief medical guy under Obama, a professing Christian. And he wrote an email to Fauci, basically saying we need to undermine or smear, basically, uh, professors, epidemiologists, leaders in their field as far as uh, academics go, one from Harvard, one from Oxford, and one from Stanford, who were working together with many other epidemiologists who were against what Fauci is saying, saying this is all wrong. And Colin said we need to, and this came up, he was just grilled just a few days ago uh, before the House, and, or before the Senate, and, and it was like, well, I didn't write the letter, I got it, Fauci says, I got it from Collins, but he passed it on, put a link with it in support, basically to smear these guys. Are we in a communist country now and you smear dissenters where you don't hear other, other you know, information? By the way, I got invited was 10 years ago or so to listen to, John, or listen to Collins, Francis Collins, uh, over in the San Fernando Valley and a handful of Christian leaders got uh, picked. I don't know why they picked me, but I was one of the guys they picked. And when I say handful, it's probably like 15 or 20 or so to go listen to him and another guy speak. And I listened to him speak, and uh, him and the other guy, and he was under, you know, at that time, he said he didn't want to say too much because he was employed by Obama at the time, his, his, medical, his main medical guy, right? And he said, but their whole desire, you know what they were trying to get me to do and all these other Christian leaders? We need, we're trying, you know what we really wanted? We want you guys to help get evolution taught in your churches. Yeah, no kidding theistic evolution and I was like appalled man and well it's easier if you can get the kids to believe in evolution and accept it and so forth then it could be a bridge to where they'll listen to you talk about God and stuff you know and I raised my hand and mentioned some of my concerns I go if you really want to get in the churches why don't you just debate creationists scientists that are creationists and let the truth come out on both sides they don't like to debate creationists by the way often because the model of creation is so clear once you look at design and everything else. Even Dawkins admitted that the argument for design is very powerful, but we just misunderstand it, you know, uh, and so forth. So uh, I, I, I went away from there. I was saying, whoa, man, I don't trust that guy, you know. 
And I, I said, hey, you talk about this could be a bridge for people. I, 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 I raised my hand at the end. I can say this is a bridge to bring people to God. I can see it being a bridge of bringing Christians into Darwinism and a slippery slope that can lead them into apostasy, is what I said. And, uh, and Jack Hayford got up, pastor of Church in the Way. He wasn't the pastor then. He's still not pastor. Now he's retired. And was like, yes, well, how can we be of service? And I'm like, what in the world, man? I'm just being honest, you know, being honest. So people have agendas. And I thought, wow, he was trying to use me and other pastors to undermine ultimately what, and I'm not saying that was his motivation. I believe he's probably deceived, you know, unless he knows exactly what he's doing. God knows his heart. But I was like, hmm, you're trying to get us to smuggle this doctrine into, into the churches, which to me undermines the Christian faith. Because if there's no real Adam, right, there's no real fall, then why do you need Jesus? Why do you need the Savior? Darwinism undermines the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, also, as far as natural immunity, one thing Fauci does over and over again, when he's asked about natural immunity, he like changes the subject. Oh, we don't really know. I'm like, you're not being honest, man. There's all kinds of studies that have been done out on natural immunity. And when I talk about natural immunity, I'm talking about those who've had COVID and have got the helper, the T cells, the B cells, right? And maybe they don't even show uh, the antibodies in the test, but they have underlying antibodies where as soon as the, they get the virus, guess what? Those things kick in and they kick the rear end of the virus. Where it's very, very rare that somebody has natural immunity. So far, the data seems to show that it's very, very rare people that have natural immunity on a mass level are dying. I don't know what the level is, but it's supposed to be pretty small. Again, those statistics can change in time. So we'll see where the data goes. Are you with me? The Brownstone Institute, which is made up, by the way, of some of the professors I just mentioned that are trying to be blackballed by uh, Fauci and many other epidemiologists, they did a comparison of all the most, it's the biggest comparison of studies regarding natural immunity that's ever been done. Ten scores of these studies they brought together and they found out that natural immunity has proven based on these studies all over the world to be as good or better than being vaccinated in regard to fighting COVID. Yet you wouldn't hear that in the media, will you? You won't hear that from Biden because they want everybody under their thumb. They want everybody in the system. I said it to you, the Israeli study, the largest study that's ever been done, 800,000 people, and the Israeli study shows natural immunity delivers 13 times more protection than COVID vaccines. One article states, a recent Israeli study shows that natural immunity is 13 times more effective than vaccines in protecting individuals. SARS-CoV-2 uh, vaccines had a 13-fold increased risk for breakthrough infection with the Delta variant compared to those previously infected. You have a 27 times more likelihood of entering into the hospital if you're vaccinated than you, if you have natural immunity, according to this particular study. Now, I'm an honest guy. This didn't look at all the vaccinations either, okay? So uh, didn't look at every vaccination that, that they're looking at, but it compared them with what they were using out there in Israel and so forth. And there's other variables too. So the numbers probably shrink to some degree. But guess what? At least we're seeing, what, even if it's even, right? Then what, if it's even, if it's, if it's even, let's say it's even for the sake of argument, then why in the world would I personally, me, I've had COVID-19, why would I go get vaccinated when the vaccination can have serious repercussions and I already have natural immunity and we don't even know where this whole thing's going right and also I don't trust the government I'm sorry I'm being honest Joe are you crazy you shouldn't say these things I mean you're on tape and you know you're you're kind of out there and stuff and you got over 100,000 subscribers and so forth they can shut you down I speak the truth okay and I'm sorry the government is lying in many ways the popular media is lying in many ways the medical, even Fauci, you know, his, his organization, he's, in fact, one of, I just heard recently, I think it was today I heard, uh, one of the, I think it was a professor from Stanford, and he's like, hey, you know, his medical institution that he runs, epidemiologists like myself, he didn't say like himself, but he said, epidemiologists, they depend on money that comes from them, and most of these guys benefit from Fauci's organization, and if they don't stay in step, they're not going to get that money. He just said it straight out in an interview. And I'm like, don't follow the science, right? 
Follow the science, the real science, and follow the money, okay? Big Pharma is making a ton of money off of this. A ton of money. And by the way, look at what happened with SARS-1. 18 years ago, people that got it, guess what? They have natural immunity. 18 years later, guess what? They're not dying so far, unless the data changes, but it hasn't changed uh, since the last I looked into it, okay? And now, other lies, we need boosters every four months. Now you have to have, well, wait a minute. First of all, you're telling me that you unvaccinated to get vaccinated to protect the vaccinated who are protected with their vaccinations from me already? Uh, that makes no sense. And then when you become vaccinated, you'll be protected from the unvaccinated who will have to get vaccinated to be really protected from you when you're vaccinated. What? And the, the vaccinated are all sharing it with each other. They're passing it to each other and stuff. And it's just crazy. But now get a booster shot every four months. Well, according to the liberal, liberal Bloomberg <laughs> News Association, very liberal. He ran for president as a, as a Democrat, right? And he fell out pretty early in the race. Uh, but according to them, the European Medicine Agency, that's the EU's medicine agency, quote, repeat booster doses every four months could eventually weaken the immune system and tire out people, it said. Okay? Boosters, quote, can be done once and maybe twice, but it's not something that we can think should be repeated constantly, Marco Cavallari said, the European Medical Agency head of biological health threats and vaccine strategy. He said at a press briefing on Tuesday, come on, guys. And how often are you hearing that? On CNN, CNN and MSNBC, which I only look at those things once in a while when I want to see what the enemy's saying, because frankly, a lot of those guys are antichrist. Or when I eat something really bad, I'm trying to throw up. No, that's not true. But anyway, so there's a lot of information that's going around right now, okay? But there's also, I believe, you got to be careful with what a lot of Christians are saying. They're saying if you take it, you've got the mark of the beast and you're damned to hell forever. That's out there. That's been out there. We've had to, you know, speak about that a couple times on our podcast. And uh, because those questions have come in, is this the mark of the beast? A lot of people are teaching that this is the mark of the beast. And I say something kind of interesting. I say, no, it's not the mark of the beast. But guess what? I do watch and I am concerned where this thing is going, though, with regard to Big Brother. Because I don't think Satan's sitting in the sidelines saying, wow, these guys are getting a whole lot of power over people, and I have nothing to do with this at all. He's the father of lies. Right? But I'll give you some scriptures to show you this isn't the mark of the beast. Uh, the Antichrist will be ruling over a global government, okay? That was given to him, Revelation 13, 5 through 7. If you want to go to the scripture, you can, or you can just listen. Revelation 13, 5 through 7, there was given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. And he opened his mouth and blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, that is those who dwell in heaven. And it was also given to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. This is the mark of the beast. And he's going to rule a, a one world government. Okay, that's not happening right now. Okay, number two, there'll be a rebuilt temple. In Matthew chapter 24, it talks about how Daniel prophesied, Jesus said, as Daniel spoke, of this abomination of desolation that will sit in the temple of God, showing him, and he'll be showing, the Antichrist will be showing himself that he is God, according to Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Okay, that's when the Antichrist is going to be reigning, when the mark of the beast comes out, and there's no rebuilt temple yet. Okay, and some people are saying, uh, well, the temple, we're the temple of God, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the, taking the vaccine is the Antichrist sitting inside of the human Christian. And that's, that's the Antichrist sitting in the temple. And it's like, that's so, I'm sorry, but that's so ridiculous. Why? Because if you look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, when he said, talked about the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, okay? He says, as spoken of by the prophet Daniel. Go back to the prophet Daniel and look at over and over again. Daniel talks about the coming of the Antichrist and how he will desecrate the temple. And there will be sacrifices that will be taking place. For, and then he'll stop those sacrifices. And that will set himself up in the temple. Okay, he'll desecrate the temple. He's talking about a literal temple. And that's what Jesus is referring to in Matthew 24. And therefore, that's what Paul's talking about when he says he sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So that doesn't work. Number three, the mark of the beast, taking the mark of the beast is an act of worship of the Antichrist. 
People taking the vaccine are not worshiping the Antichrist. Revelation 13, 4 says, they worship the dragon, that's Satan, because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to wage war with him? Revelation 13, 8. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain. Revelation 13, 12. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. And he makes the earth and those who dwell in it worship the first beast, that's the Antichrist, the beast out of the sea, in Revelation 13, 1 and 2, uh, whose fatal wound was healed. Revelation 13, 15. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast, okay, and then they, they would be put to death. So taking the uh, mark of the beast is a wor- an act of worship. Revelation 14:11 says, it speaks of the judgment on, quote, those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. In Revelation 16, 2, it speaks of the first bowl judgment. It says, so the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and became a loathsome and malignant sore on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshiped his image. Notice again and again, it's associated with worship. In Revelation 19, 20, the second coming of Christ, and the beast was seized and with him the false prophet who performed signs in his presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire which burns with brimstone. Okay? So over and over and over again, when people take the mark of the beast, it will be an act of worship. You won't accidentally take it. Oh, did you know you took the mark of the beast because you got vaccinated and you're doomed now? I mean, that can lead people to suicide. That could lead people to uh, going insane, you know, and, and having despair before God because they've been falsely told that they took the mark of the beast. So shame on professing Christians who are telling people you took the mark of the beast. And shame on professing Christians who are dividing Christians by telling people if you take it, you take the mark of the beast and you're not a Christian. Okay, that's causing division in churches. And I'm saying, I, I'm not pull punches. I'm not partisan. I want I want truth. And there's Christians telling lies too. And these lies are even more hurtful to the church in many ways. Not in every way. There's, I mean, these are horrific lies when people think that they've taken the mark of the beast though. Number four, the mark of the beast will be administered on the right hand or the forehead, not on the arm. Okay, Revelation 13, 16. And it caused all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, to, and the free and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. How many of you were vaccinated in your forehead? Okay, not many. I don't see any hands, hopefully none of you. Somebody says, I got it in my right hand and my forehead and it has three sixes that came up. Well, then, then I need to update my data. <laughs> Number five, it will not be a vaccine, but, and it could be harnessed with a vaccine. Okay, I'm not gonna say that because I'm, I'm watching this. But it'll be, it'll be the name of the beast or the number of his name or both. Revelation 13, 17, and 18. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for the number is that of a man and his number is 666. Number six, you'll be killed if you refuse to worship the beast. Revelation chapter 13, 15. uh, And at the end of that verse there, it says he causes many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Okay. You're not being killed if you don't get vaccinated, at least not yet. Amen. Number seven, there will be a clear warning from an angel in the midheavens. And by the way, you know how long it took me to come up with this list? Just a matter, I don't know, 10 minutes. I just started thinking about what scriptures show that this isn't the mark of the beast. Didn't even have to research it because I, Revelation, this book, a lot of it's memorized in my heart, you know, but I was like, uh, but I just said, oh, I'll come up with seven. I came up with a few real quick. I like the number seven. Seven is good in Revelation too, right? So here's number seven. There will be a clear warning from an angel on the, in the midheavens not to take the mark of the beast. It says in verse 19 or verse 9 of chapter 14, an angel followed them and said in a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in its image and receives a mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They'll be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There'll be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and its image. For anyone who receives the mark of its name, this calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep the commands, who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. Amen? So as Christians, man, we have to make sure 
that we're ready to persevere at that time. Amen? Having said everything like I've just, what I've just said, I am concerned about where this is going. Bill Gates wants an updated vaccination. But you know what else he's working on? This is not a conspiracy theory. This is true. Okay? Bill Gates, well, this is uh, biohackinfo.com. Okay? And then I'm going to go to MIT News, which corroborates the story. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates will launch human implantable capsules that have digital certificates, which can show who has been tested for the coronavirus and who has been vaccinated against it. <laughs> Not crazy? Yes. Here, check out, I'll see if you've been, you need your vaccination, you need a booster. The 64-year-old tech mogul and the currently the second richest person in the world revealed this yesterday during a Reddit Ask Me Anything session while answering questions on the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Gates was responding to a question on how, on how businesses will be able to operate while maintaining social distancing. And he said that, quote, eventually we will have some digital certificates to show us who has recovered and who has been tested recently and, and when we have a vaccine and who has received it. The digital certificates Gates was referring to are human implantable quantum dot tattoos that researchers at MIT and Rice University are working on as a way to hold vaccination records. So he's funding this through these folks. MIT News. I went to their website. Strong medical information below the skin's surface, specialized invisible dye delivered along with a vaccine could enable on-patient storage of vaccination history to save lives. MIT researchers have now developed a novel way to record a patient's vaccination history, storing the data in a pattern of dye invisible to the naked eye that is delivered under the skin at the same time as the vaccine. That's pretty scary. I mean, if they added on your right hand or forehead, it'd be even scarier, but this is still kind of scary. In areas where paper vaccination cards are often lost or do not exist at all, and electronic databases are unheard of, or technology could enable the rapid and anonymous detection of patient vaccination history to ensure that every child is vaccinated, says Kev McHugh, a former MIT postdoc who is now an assistant professor beginning at Rice University. Now, it's just interesting to me that you have Bill Gates funding this project partially and he's all in you know and if you watch if you listen to our video called on bill gate which is on the great reset and they were actually talking about these kinds of scenarios which would allow them for more control over humanity to be prepared for these things it's kind of ominous so while i say this is not the mark of the beast and i can't say for sure this will be a harbinger of the mark of the beast but it wouldn't shock me if it isn't either because the data, because this actually has my attention. I'm watching it. So that's why I'm saying the truth isn't always on the far left. In fact, it's never on the far left, okay? Uh, but, or the far right, the truth, there's, there's some truth to you. You gotta be watchful. See where this is all going. I mean, watch our video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. Watch our video, which we're, you know, on Marvel, when, one we've already shown. We're going to be showing the other one, you know, when we get back from doing the men's retreat that we're doing for the folks up in uh, the East Coast. Uh, we'll be uh, showing another one when we come back. There's demonic powers that work through all kinds of different people. Don't think they're not using politicians. Don't think they're not using journalists. Not saying all politicians, not saying all journalists. There's Daniels, right, in Babylon. There's, there's Moseses in Egypt, right? God can use people, but... Even the people that say they're for God, okay? I'm sorry, but I'm only truthful. When Trump had his prayer cabinet and stuff, it was headed up by a woman who's a, a word faith prosperity gospel heretic, okay? And you can see where, and, and I'm concerned, you know, where that was headed, and, and I'll be watching carefully when he gets back in office if he does, if that happens. See, what, what's your plan? Where are you going to swing the pendulum? Because the answer is not in a politician, the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? amen? And we don't serve at the altar of politicians. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ, our King of kings, our Lord of lords. And we are ambassadors to this world. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would fight. Be very, very careful of the leaven of Herod to where you desire power, political power, and where you fear man. 
We aren't in th this world. This world is not his kingdom. Amen. When Jesus Christ returns in Revelation 11, 15 through 19, then the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of Christ. And as it says, his wrath will come. And the mighty men of the earth, Revelation 6, Revelation 11, Revelation 19, the Antichrist and his followers, they will beg the rocks to crush them, to hide them from the wrath of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Amen. Curses everyone who puts his trust in man. Amen. Put your trust in Jesus. Amen. Stay close to him. Stay close to his word. Amen. Don't freak out that these things are going down because Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up for your redemption is drawing near. Amen. We look up to the Lord's return and these things point toward his return. I remember though, I remember really well, Y2K. Anybody old enough to remember Y2K? Come on, you younger people, any younger people? Y2K, man, it was coming. 1999, it's the end. Y2K. You know, the computer glitch that nobody was ready, ready for. Everything is just going to just be upended. It's going to throw the world into a tizzy. And guess what? It's going to be the end of the world. You know, a lot of Christians jumped on that bandwagon. It was popular. Even, remember Chuck Missler, who was a very respected prophecy teacher, was, wow, Y2K. And he's a computer genius, supposedly, right? And he was a Christian prophecy teacher and so forth. And I just remember, I remember, and he was Calvary Chapel leader in the Calvary Chapel movement. I remember Chuck Smith years before, 1981, Jesus is coming back. That Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, the biggest Calvary Chapel, Chuck Smith, the leader of Calvary Chapel, people were there just before January 1st, 1982, because it's the last day the rapture is going to happen. The church area was packed. Didn't happen. Chuck Smith interviewed. He said, he'll never do that again. No one knows day and the hour, right? And Chuck Smith said, well, Hal Lindsey had us all believing that a generation was 40 years and, and that 1948, Israel became a country again. So the second coming is in 1948. I just counted up seven years and said the rapture was in 81 and it didn't work out. When I heard them saying Y2K, and I'm like, you know what I told the church? You go back if you want to listen to tapes right before uh, Y2K took place the week before. You know what I said? Y2K is going to come and I don't know what's going to happen because I didn't want to have 1980. By the way, a book came out, 88 Reasons Why Jesus Will Return in 1988. Didn't happen. Didn't stop the guy. He wrote another book. 89 Reasons Why Jesus Will Come Back in 1989. Weishaupt wrote that book, both those books. Finally, he cooled his jets after failing twice. I guess he didn't want to strike out three strikes, you know. But you know what? I told you, everybody, I said, you know what? When Y2K comes, I go, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's not the end. Because they know what the prophecies say, and it doesn't talk about this being the end. Why are these Christians doing it? And you know what I said? I go, we'll just have a picnic. Jesus says, don't, because people were thinking there's food shortages, nothing, you know, we're going to die. And, and it's like, I said, no, Jesus said, don't freak out. You see the birds there, Father takes care of them, the lilies of the field, he'll take care of you. Just trust the Father, he's going to take care of us. We'll have a church picnic. Amen. He'll take care of us, right? One way or another. And that's what I say to you look to Jesus, don't look to all the hysteria. Don't look to all the conspiracy theories, but also recognize there is what the Bible talks about, people that will work together to bring forth a global government under Antichrist. So you're not wrong to look in and say, how does this possibly fit that scenario? You're wrong if you stick your head in the ground and don't look at it to a degree, right? But just don't go off the rails and start saying things that you can't prove biblically and have egg on your face later, amen? amen. And if you have egg in your face, say, Lord, have mercy on me. I said some things that weren't true and cleanse me because Jesus died for all sin. And then learn from it, amen, to be careful. Are you with me tonight? Praise God. We have an awesome God. I know you are. Let's bow our hearts before the Father. Father God, we love you so much. And we praise you for your truth, Father. And Father, I myself, like my brothers and sisters, we're all struggling to understand where this is going and, and, and so forth. And the data has been fluid, Father. But we know, Father, no matter how fluid the data is and what happens, we're going to let you be true and every man a liar. We praise you that we are on the solid rock of your truth and that when the storms come, we can stand the evil day because we've been arrayed in the full armor of God and put your full armor on. We built our house in the rock, the words of your son, Father, and he will prevail. We praise you for that because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If God be for us, who could be against us? And we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved us. And nothing, neither height nor depth or principality or power or any other created thing can separate us from love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. In your son's name. We love you, Father, and we pray, Father, if there's anybody here listening who doesn't know Jesus, who's not saved, that they recognize your word says that there is a 100% mortality rate uh, because of sin, and they need to escape your wrath. For your word says, it's the point of man wants to die, 
But after this, the judgment. And your judgment is coming. And I pray that everybody hearing my voice would flee from that coming wrath that we deserve because of our sin to the cross, would come to Jesus who paid for their sins, who took the wrath that we deserve upon himself so that we could be set free from the penalty of wrath, so we get set free from the chains of Satan, so we get set free from the power of sin, so we'd be set free from the penalty of sin, so we'd be set free from death, so we'd be set free from hell by the grace of God through your Son and his glorious gospel. May we champion his gospel, and when the world is running around wondering what's going around on like chickens with their heads cut off, may we have stability and peace in Christ, as your word says, because we keep our minds stayed on you we will be kept in perfect peace may we cry out to you in prayer casting all of our cares upon you because you care for us and be anxious for nothing but everything and everything with prayer and supplications with thanksgiving let our requests be made known to you knowing father that you will keep us in perfect peace in jesus name we pray amen